The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level. Here we are. This is Craig Gray, and you are on the Peace Walker podcast. You're on episode number three, and we're going to talk about what I like to call the Facebook Fandango. <laughs> so what is this about Facebook and just getting people's dander all up? So there's no quicker way to get someone's hackles up as to have a disagreement upon Facebook. So I get a call the other day. And it was it was good. I'm glad the the person called me to um, let me know that on one of our Facebook groups that I run for one of my organizations, they didn't like what somebody posted. And they told me that they contacted him to let him know that he didn't appreciate what was posted. Um, but the fact that, we and I do the same thing. I do exactly the same thing. Let's say uh, you were to have a conversation with someone that maybe they said something a little colorful that you didn't agree with. You may do a little bit of pushback and maybe uh, give them some insights on your own. But my guess is most of the time, not always, but most of the time, that you would walk away from that conversation and it wouldn't fester and bug you so much. Now, once in a while it does, right? Once in a while somebody say, says something so off-color and so inflammatory that, that it really kind of gets in your craw, so to speak, and you can't not think about it. So it festers and it's like, oh, I should have said this or I should have said that. Um, but, but what I found with myself and other people that this type of thing happens way more frequently frequently on Facebook. So you could be scrolling through your news feed and come across something that you don't agree with. And it's like, if you don't respond in some way, you feel like there's something in there festering and, and starting to stink and smell. It's kind of like a uh, scab that you have to pick. And if you don't, sometimes it's hard to let it go. So in this situation, I'm glad that uh, the individual reached out to the offender, so to speak, and chatted with him a little bit on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And I haven't heard the rest of the story yet, but my guess is they work things out. They know each other in person, too. Um, and I always, with the folks in my various communities, my suggestion to them is always two things, which in turn is your tip trick and the tactic of the day, which is, hey, if you have a problem with, with somebody, with, its, with their post or whatever it might be, rather than just commenting on the post, which you could do, I suppose, message them individually in a sane, logical way. 
and your chances of coming to some mutual conclusion and managing the conflict is going to be much better than if you do the flame war or something that's snarky and post it on that thread. Oftentimes, if given the right amount of time and you phrase things correctly, you can turn that enemy, so to speak, into an ally, or you can at least come to a mutual agreement. But if you post some flame war, something derogatory or clever in response to the post in in question, (laughs) you're probably going to just make things worse, turn things into a flame war and go keep going back and forth and it's continue it, it will continue to fester inside of you too, which will fuel you to waste more time, energy and emotions in that inter interaction. Now I don't know what it is, like I was saying earlier, I don't know what it is about Facebook and Twitter and anything social media related, but it seems to bother people, myself included, more. So here's my last tip, trick, and tactic because today must be two for, right? You get two for the price of of none. But uh, the second thing is get off from Facebook. Just get off from the social media sites. At the very least, take them off of your phone. And that's what I did a number of weeks ago. I removed Facebook from my phone so I could get out of the habit of checking my news feeds and getting all ramped up every, you know, half an hour that I would check it. Because I found myself in this little routine, I would check all of my emails periodically through the day. Then I would check my Facebook. And inevitably, I would start with my four organizational sites which are my Ronin sites. So I've got a public Ronin Krav Maga page, and then I have a private Ronin Krav Maga group. And the same thing with Peace Walker. I have a public Peace Walker page, and I have a private Peace Walker group. So I check each of those, and those usually are pretty sane, right? Because they're a smaller community, uh, especially with the Ronin page and group, we, most of us, well, that's not necessarily true. I kind of misspoke there. In the groups, we tend to know each other more and interact more privately. And and many of us know each other in the real world rather than just online. And then in the pages, the pages are more um, fringe, I suppose, where we get a lot more people we don't know and are just, you know, they're in the periphery of of the community because they're just lurkers or you know people that we don't necessarily know that well or don't engage that well but even so they're smaller communities and we don't get that much trolling and it's easy for me just to delete and so forth or not even trolling because i'm not necessarily even talking about trolling in the facebook fandango i'm talking about just posts that you don't necessarily agree with and especially in today's politically charged environment. Um, At the time of this recording, COVID-19 is still running rampant and there's still a lot of restrictions in many of the states with things and um, our leadership is 
being looked at by nah, two different groups, I suppose. One that one group that tends to agree with them, and then one group that tends not to. And the same thing uh, right now with the Black Lives Matter movement. There is um, a lot of social unrest, and we're getting kind of two camps of people. The people that uh, agree hook, line, and sinker with that movement, and the group that doesn't really appreciate the political push of the of the movement um even though most of the people that i talk to not most all the people that i talk to um support the idea of black lives matter but not necessarily the organizational outlook or the political views of of some of that organization's um push so who knows you know saying that just alone i could get a bunch of hate mail and deplatformed who knows but it is what it is so anyways so there's the two t- tips, tricks, and tactics for this Facebook phenomenon, what I lovingly call the Facebook Fandango. When you see a post and get all ramped up, but it, you wouldn't be uh, nearly as ramped up if you just had it in general conversation with somebody you were talking to, um, even if you didn't agree with it and even if you did a little pushback, most likely, unless it was the utmost of the of the inflammatory statement, you probably would deal with it in context in the conversation and move on much like the other night i was uh i was getting together with some friends there was a graduation party that i went to with a um, good friend of mine and his kids and as the night evening progressed we found ourselves sitting around a little nice little fire and uh inevitably you know there were some adult beverages involved and it was getting later, and of course, the conversation devolved into politics to a certain degree. And I'll be honest, I mean, there were a handful of us sitting around the fire, and I kind of kept to myself on most of the most of the conversation. But, you know, I agreed with one guy. I kind of agreed with another guy. There was one guy that was just totally full of shit who was speaking, uh, you know, all these statistics and analogies to the history and all this and i don't know he could have been telling the truth but i he could have just as well have been making all that stuff up i really don't know um but anyways people proving their points and talking their stuff and and it was a fun conversation my point is is if it had been on facebook it would have i and i and i would have engaged let's say it would have driven me crazy. I would have been up on my soapbox. I, it would have been festering in in my in my gut for days, and uh, it would have just been a whole buffet of unhealth. And for some reason, when we talk live, it doesn't bother us as much. Maybe because we have a better connection with the, the individual, even if we don't like what they say, we can communicate back and forth and feel as if we've been heard and maybe that's part of it with facebook too i don't know we want to feel as if we're being heard and understood and it seems like we often have to get people on our side like prove our point in this um maybe it's just me but it seems like it happens to a lot of people so back full circle so we can wrap this baby up the two tips tricks and tactics for today are number one Pick your Facebook battles. Are those threads that you're seeing and those posts, do you even need to respond to them or pay them much attention? So take them with a grain of salt and let them go. If you do choose 
to respond to them. If it's so inflammatory, rather than just posting and adding to that thread, private message the person. So speak to them individually and try to work things out. You're going to find that it's way easier if you approach it in the right way, if you approach it from this um, calm, cool, collected, and rather than being inflammatory, just trying to mitigate the conflict rather than inflame it, or if you want a greater discussion, uh, it's going to be easier to do that on a one-to-one level versus in the feed. So the same thing holds true with, um, let's say I was emailing someone or texting someone and we weren't seeing eye to eye. So rather than continually texting them, if I can and if it's appropriate and if I have the, the right contact information, I would just as soon call them and work it out. So just like with on Facebook, if it were a news feed, rather than adding to the thread, I would instant message them or private message them. If I was private messaging them and or texting them and or emailing them and I had the information to and I needed to do that, I would then just call them. And sometimes even if you're calling and not working out, working things out over the phone, I would ask to have coffee with them if it was appropriate and if we had that type of a relationship and that type of geographical ability. So there you go. It works both ways, right? I either create space and and create space in between us or I take that space and compress it, meaning I get a more personal connection and get out of the the Facebook groove into more um, one-to-one communications. So tip, trick, and tactic number two is consider getting off of Facebook. Consider just getting off from Facebook altogether. Or at the very least, take that app off from your phone so you don't stay in the habit of checking it incessantly throughout the day. Because I know you do. Most people do, right? Most people spend several hours on Facebook every day, and it's because of their smartphone. So keep that. If you if you can't totally get out of Facebook or Twitter and your other social media sites, try just having it on your laptop or your tablet so you can check it, you know, once a day or once every couple days or whatever and interact in a, in a way that you, that you need to, but you're not always checking it throughout the day back and forth. You're going to find yourself, you're going to be more present in the moment and a lot of that stress is going to go away. So there you go. Those are the two tips, tricks, and tactics for today. It's a two for, you get two for the price of none. One last thing before I go. If you'd like to follow me on my journey of being a peace walker, living a protector's lifestyle, and basically how I've learned over the years to protect myself and have other people's backs and live a safer, more powerful, confident life, then go to peacewalkersubscribe.com and register for my almost daily email. And in doing that, you're also going to get a free street smart survival guide. And that is a guidebook that I wrote. It's 37 pages long and it will give you the most common street scenarios, types of attacks and threats that you find out, hopefully not, but (laughs) that you could run across out in everyday life in the street and a simple defense to them. So it's a good way of starting this journey 
of being a protector and a peace walker and living the lifestyle, living the lifestyle of a protector. So there you have it, peacewalkersubscribe.com. And you can join me in my journey or I'll shoot an email right to your inbox a few times a week giving you tips, tricks, and tactics and fun little stories, fun little adventures. (laughs) All right, gang, thanks so much. We'll see you next time and keep going. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level.